Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. See 1026. That's October the 26th, Saturday from noon to four. Make sure and hit us up for that. All right. We will talk to Dr. Chow in just a moment. But what of the Cowboys injuries, if you had to pick one, Ben, what is the one that has got you the most worried? It can either be for the micro situation with Philly or it can be Man, is this thing going to be a problem all year long? Is there is there one that stresses you out more than any of the others? I think Amari Cooper. I mean, it's it, the fact that Tyre, either Tyron or Lyle would be massive as well. I mean, either one of them is, you know, uh, pro football focus says Lyle Collins has been a top three tackle in all of football this year, and Tyron Smith's been a top seven tackle. And, you know, there's 64 starting tackles. So those guys are monsters. They're beasts. The offensive line is the true identity of the team. But even if you have your backups in, you can still do some things if you have Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, since he's arrived, has been the guy to kind of make this offense click and make it work. That injury is potentially catastrophic. Like, this offense didn't survive before he got here. Right. So, I mean, I just... Look, it sucks not to have your offensive line, no question, but we've seen this offense die without Amari Cooper, and the Cowboys can't afford for that to happen. No, they can't afford for that to happen at all. What about you, Tizzle? No, I think it's always problematic, and I think you have to look at the specific matchup for a second. And one thing that I think about is Jim Schwartz, and he's got a history of bringing the blitz. And they've been getting really killed in Philadelphia because they can't cover anybody, but they're also not getting pressure up front. The injury to Tim Jernigan, the DT, has hurt them. Fletcher Cox has looked kind of normal. Because he's been, you know, they've been able to really, offenses have been able to focus on him and take him out of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandon Graham's in the mix a little bit. Derek Barnett, who uh, they had, he drafted, he hasn't really done a, a whole lot. Like, they've got they've got issues getting to the, to the passer. So, they were talking about wanting to get Jalen Ramsey to help, you know, secure uh, the back end of their defense. And, quite frankly, they just got... They either couldn't get in, but in the mix, it looked like the Ravens were in the mix, the Chiefs were in the mix, the Saints were in the mix, and then the Rams ended up blowing the Jaguars away with two first-round picks. So they feel like they lost that one, and they're going, okay, so now we're counting on all our injured guys to help save the defense. So I I worry about the injuries uh, to the offensive tackles because Jim Schwartz is a guy, much like Greg Williams, who will blitz you if if it seems like it's the right thing to do. And... If I'm watching the Cowboys from last week, I say, well, Blitzing blitzing them worked pretty good there. So I'm going to come out and blitz the crap out of them early. And if they adjust, great. But until they show that they can adjust and handle the blitz well, I really don't know why I wouldn't do that. So I'm worried about Lyle and Tyron, first and foremost. All right, joining us now on the BuyerSafety.com hotline. Oh, a phone is ringing. (laughs) 105.3, the phone. Uh, He's been on the show several times. He, of course, worked for the Chargers. He is a sports injury expert. It's our buddy, Dr. Chow. How are we doing, good doctor? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. I'm flattered. I got elevated to buddy status. Oh, yeah. You know, once you ride with us a couple times, you're good to go. It becomes a buddy cop movie. 
Um, <laughs> so we're worried about a lot of injuries with the Cowboys. Is there one in particular that you think fans should be more disturbed or concerned about than any of the others? <laughs> well, uh, they're all kind of disturbing, and I've resisted the urge to do this to you guys. But uh, do it! Oh I'm no! A, do it! Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, every week this year, there has been a biggest Delta injury of the week, right? And uh, then it's been difficult. Last week, it was the Chiefs. Right, that was the first week playing with all the injuries, and they got upset by Houston. A couple of weeks ago, it was the Colts, and the Raiders beat them at home. Uh, before that, it was the Eagles, and the Lions got them. Right? I'm not an injury predictor. I'm not a tout. I'm just saying, injury index-wise, what I do on my silly free website, grading health of teams. The Cowboys might have the dubious distinction this week. Uh, Given that both offensive tackles probably are not going to play, I said Sunday that I didn't believe Amari Cooper would play. Uh, Now with two cornerbacks with hamstrings, if you look across the league, two cornerbacks with hamstring injuries has not done well for the Browns when that's happened, for the Eagles when they've had that, uh, for the Falcons when their secondary has been dinged up. So maybe that I'm saying it, it won't come true. So don't hate on me. I'm just saying early on it's kind of headed that way. Yeah, it's a bad – it's a mash unit uh, heading into Sunday for the Cowboys. Let's talk about Amari Cooper uh, with this this quad contusion. Um, so what exactly does that mean and how problematic is that injury for Cowboys fans? Well, I don't believe a quad contusion happened on Sunday. He played a total of three plays that I could see. And yes, the second play, there was a pass along the flat and he got tackled to the sidelines, but that wasn't by video a play where a quad contusion happened. I think this is an aggravation of perhaps a previous quad contusion or sprain or strain that happened before. And um, on the third play along the, the near sideline, it was a little bit of a jump ball and he didn't even go up for it, indicating that he couldn't. And that's based on looking at the video that I said, look, it's not a long-term deal. It's not going to be, injured reserve or anything like that. But in the short term, this is a big deal. I don't think he plays this week. It's not a guarantee next week either. It, it might be a week or two type of thing, but uh, that's going to be a big hit to the Cowboys. Yeah, and we're, you know, you always focus on your team and their injuries. Are there any uh, injuries for the Eagles coming in, whereas the Cowboys you go, man, that's an area we can really take advantage of because this guy definitely won't play? Well, all season long, the Eagles have been among the most injured team in the league, teams in the league. So the Cowboy fans have that going for them. From week one, I said their secondary has been beat up, cornerbacks and otherwise, and they've had consistently low, uh, poor uh, scores in terms of injury in their secondary and also on their defensive line. But their defensive line seems to have played well against the run, even though they've been pretty uh, banged up. Their DBs still are banged up although they're headed for more health. The question is, can the Cowboys take advantage of that? All right. So, uh, you know, when you've got uh, 17 years of experience in the NFL, we're talking to Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Doc. Do you ever remember, you know, like you pointed out all the different injuries here, whether it's Tyron, Lyell missing both tackles, two corners, Byron and Anthony Brown, 
Tyrone Crawford now go heading to IR. Randall Cobb hurt. Amari Cooper hurt. They're they're really uh, in bad shape health wise heading into this game. Do you were there times in your NFL career where teams are like, look, man, we're, we don't have a shot this week. We're just too hurt. We just need to take this L and go get healthy. Well, I don't think you ever go into a game. And of course, I didn't play the game, but I don't think the team ever goes into the game thinking they're not going to win the game. But there's no question that they know they're beat up. And, and even this year alone, there have been games. Look, uh, that Colts game I mentioned, can any team, even the great Patriots, survive losing your two best offensive players and two best defensive players in a game for that one game. Obviously luck has been lost for the whole season. They didn't have T.Y. Hilton. Also they were out without Darius Leonard and Malik Hooker. Look, could the, could the Patriots survive without Tom Brady and Julian Edelman on one side and Stefan Gilmore and Kyle Van Noy on the other? I think that's a potential L there too. And it's happened a lot. The Cowboys aren't the most injured team. Don't get me wrong. What I said earlier, I said, they're a team that has the biggest recent Delta change in their injury status for the worst. They're still not the most injured in the league. The Chargers, I think, if they can get through this week, will be the very first week that they don't put a, a, a starter on injured reserve for the season. So they're, they're pretty banged up. And the Bengals could be without eight starters this coming week with four a- offensive linemen having already been out, although Cordy Glenn just got cleared to potentially start practicing, both star wide receivers and A.J. Green and John Ross, and both of their cornerbacks are out starting corners. So that's eight starters potentially out for the Bengals. So the Cowboys aren't the worst in the league. I'm not saying doom and gloom and they don't have a chance. I was just pointing out it's the biggest delta change, it seems to me, of the week of the 32 teams. All right, he is at ProFootballDoc on the Twitter. And uh, anything you'd like to promote before we let you boogie, Doc? Well, I think, you know, for, since we're buddies now, uh, yep. all your listeners can go to ProFootballDoc.com and sign up. And what you get is, let's say a fantasy person, you've got two different running backs. Well, wouldn't you want to know what the health is of the defense they're playing against, the run defense they're playing against that week, if you're trying to decide between the two running backs and which one to play? That's what that provides there, matchup-based injury information, health information. And obviously that's used for DFS. And uh, if people are in Vegas or wherever and, and want to put a few dollars on different things, it's just injury information. You just take that in conjunction with all your other thoughts and uh, sometimes you get some inequities there and, and can take advantage. Thank you, Dr. Chow. We'll talk to you next time, man. Thank you. There he goes. Have a one day. At Pro Football Doc on the Twitter, the great Dr. Chow. Can you do something about my groin? Are you asking shipping? I'm soreness. I was on the elliptical yesterday. That's rough. Did you guys, uh, we're going to get to the NFL power rankings here coming up in about uh, 10 minutes or so. You bet we are. Um, But, man, you know, a lot of people still are undecided about Dak. Look at his situation and then look at what's going on in Tampa Bay and Tennessee. They're only one year ahead of Dak. So, Mariota has been benched this week for Tannehill. That's official. That there's no more leverage there. You either sign the guy or you franchise him. So then a guy who's getting benched for Tannehill would be making top five money for one year. Uh, Jameis Winston, he just came off. What was it? A four pick, five pick game. It was an absolute five pick game. So he had a horrible start, couple you know really good weeks and more horribleness. If you just compare the Dak situation to some of these other situations, the Cowboys have their quarterback. Make no mistake about it. 
the problems the last couple weeks, Ben, you've pointed it out, the turnovers, and then obviously they're compromised on offense with injuries. But I feel as good about Dak as I ever have. Yeah, I actually am more worried about Kellen Moore than I am about Dak at this point. I think Kellen's going through some growing pains a little bit as as a play caller. And look, part of that's going to be, again, the fumbles and, and the massive injuries they're now trying to overcome. And they definitely went into New Orleans with a way more conservative approach. But I'm really not worried about either of those guys. If you force me to say who am I more worried about, it would be Kellen. Not worried about Dak. We spend way too much time talking about this offense. I'm not just saying our show. I think Cowboy fans, media in general, we talk about the offense way too much. And, you know, Dak will have one ball that's not perfect and it's a little behind a receiver and it clangs off his hands and it's like the sky's falling at the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. It ain't that. It's the defense. It's the defensive tackles. It's just getting, uh, being unable to make stops at key times. It's the linebackers not living up to the hype at all. And then it's, you know, not getting a pass rush and not getting turnovers. You know, you're not getting interceptions. And so if, you know, I know when Jerry was on with us yesterday, he went out of his way to mention Jordan Lewis. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry is, you know, and obviously we just talked to Dr. Chow about the injuries to Anthony Brown and Byron Jones. But I guess just due to injuries alone, Jordan Lewis is going to get more time. But I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry's frustration, this might be one of those times where as a GM was like, hey, can we get him on the field more often? He mentioned he just has a knack for the ball. Dude, uh, remember just how effusive Jerry was in his praise of Jordan Lewis when they got him in the third round? They were yeah. ecstatic that they got him there. In fact, you know, the reason he dropped in the draft was because what ended up being a phony situation on some a domestic dispute. Uh, and Jerry, if I remember correctly, said he's one of the finest young men you'll ever meet. Like he went, and he really is. As soon as you meet him, it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I'm of the belief that Jordan Lewis will go out there, have a great game, and it won't matter. I just think Richard's got him pegged as you're not what I'm looking for, and there's nothing he can do to change that, right? Just keep getting turnovers. Is the one thing that could maybe change it. You know, maybe he takes Cheeto getting beat again. You know, something like that. I mean, for all the the heck that we gave them for that, it really is the, the lone big pass play they gave up this year. I mean, like, brutally big pass play this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting when you look at the Eagles with Ertz and Jeffrey and Aguilar, they're taller guys. Right. But, you know, I don't know what the what the plan would be there. Um, uh, Deshaun Jackson playing is a huge key in this game. If Deshaun Jackson plays, uh, he's not over the hill by any means. He's... He stretches the offense, but he's been day-to-day, and he's been kind of doing the whole Randall Cobb, you know, kind of always hurt guy type thing. He's kind of nagging injury guy. But that's a guy I think Jordan could match up with and play with. So we'll see how it goes, man. I would like to see Jordan play more too, but I just I don't I don't know who loses the playing time. All right, you got a chance to win $1,000 just by listening, so don't lose out on that opportunity. We might do it now. We might do it on the commercial break. We might do it when we come back. We might do it in the mix with do G-Bag. It. Do it Just right now. listen, $1,000 right now? Do it. No, nah, I'm not going to do it now. I'll do it Sucker. in a little bit. I'll do it later. Uh, but coming up next, the NFL Power Rankings. We always have fun on Wednesdays going over that. We'll see where the Cowboys are in that list. Now, are they free-falling? We'll talk about that next on 105.3 The Fam. So Kendrick Perkins once said he wanted to come down to the studio, right? Mm-hmm. Then he, wanted, he was going to kick KT's ass. What did he say? 
He was mad at you. He was mad at me when he showed me those hands or something or say, I don't can't remember what it was. I think something happened he, and I uh, I think we started a little Twitter hashtag. And <laughs> he said, yeah, you encouraged everyone to tweet him, which we did. And then he and then he said something like, I'll come down to the studio. It was like, oh, great, we'll pop you on. It's like, but let me check with my agent. I got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And it was over the ranking of Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Right, right. Yeah. Well, he's on the he jump. Would take, he would take 100 centers over Porzingis. Yeah. Team. I think it, it was, was 99. It was something terrible that he yeah. immediately backtracked on and weaseled his way out of it saying it was, uh, you know, semantics or something. Bad opinion, bro. Bad opinion. Well, he was talking yeah, about bro. the Mavericks again. Uh, this is on the jump on ESPN. Uh-huh. And, and this is just a little quick snippet before we get into NFL power rankings. So what Kendrick Perkins had to say about Mavs coach Rick Carlisle. I expect them not to make the playoffs. I don't. I'm not high on the Dallas Mavericks at all. Actually, that was the first compliment that I got uh, that I heard from anybody about um, Rick Carlisle. Former (laughs) players that I talked to that played for him, they never said anything good about him. So, hey, Mark Cuban, man, way to keep sticking up for your guy. More power to you. (laughs) All right. So they uh, were talking about the the comments in the Ringer article about Rick uh, turning, uh, maybe dialing it down a little bit because he's coaching kids now, adjusting Bing. to the Gen Z Mavs. Yeah, yeah. So um, look, we we know this, Ben. That's a common complaint of Carlisle. This is a guy who is openly in press conferences said, "Why would I want my players to be comfortable?" And he was offended by the question. The idea was about a guy being comfortable in his role. Mm-hmm. And he bristled at the question. He was offended by it. Why would I want my guy to be comfortable? So I'll say this. Um, Chauncey Billups, who's on that ESPN basketball staff, has many times on their airwaves touted the greatness of Rick Carlisle because he played for him in Detroit, and he has a lot of admiration for him. There's a lot of guys that don't like Rick, but for if Kendrick would just open his ears... Chauncey Billups is on that network talking about how much he liked playing for Rick. Yeah, and I don't – I mean, look, I personally, me, I don't find him to be very likable. I hear you. Um, but I think he's a good coach, and I don't think those things have – I don't – you know, you could be Captain Charming and have a terrible team. I'd rather take the guy who's, I don't know, obtuse. Just and, win, baby. And you guys uh, think he's Bel- a good coach. You guys think Belichick's awesome to be God, around? No. So the, the whole the whole thing is this is and this is you know I, I guess I'm speaking for Carlisle I'm sure he'd tell me to shut up but Rick Rick is not looking to be liked Rick is looking to he thinks that keeping people on edge is good I've seen him do things that if I was in charge I sure as hell wouldn't do uh, but that's the way he sees fit to create the environment that he wants to create everybody's got their own opinions on this stuff but I don't think Rick is out there looking to be liked now I do think it's possible that the shift of this team and the and the power of this team with these young players, he might be re-examining his approach. That would be self-preservation. Yeah, there you go. Um, and if you want to keep your job, you better get along with Generation Z. But uh, I, I always think of him as a good coach. I just think of him as not the captain of the charm team. Right. Uh, okay, uh, let's get down to the NFL power rankings. We like to do that on Wednesday. I like to use ESPN because they claim to have a panel – of like, uh, I don't know, 85 people or something like that. A ton of, oh, 80 writers, editors, and TV personalities. I like things with a big sample size. Mm. Except lately, small sample sizes have been very accurate. I don't know if you're hearing. They're very, 
Close. Like in the last week. In the last week, yeah. they're on the money. But Sometimes you double yeah. up on a small sample size. We're still going to go with uh, this large sample size here. Yeah. Yep. No change at the top, guys. New England Patriots undefeated. They're still number one. No surprise. Right? Yep. Uh, by the way, every time ESPN, they, they say every team's biggest weakness when they list the team. Oh, so unrelated okay. to the rankings, just a little extra nugget. Because, Ben, in the past we've done biggest fantasy surprise, and they were all, like, real obvious. Yeah. So this is the uh, biggest team's biggest weakness for every team as, a, as an aside to their power ranking. All right. Who do you guys think's at number two? Hold on. Go ahead. No, you, you go ahead. I think it's San Francisco 49ers. I, didn't, I thought you were going to do it. I'll oh, still Seattle. Say, I still say the Saints. KT, you're the football guy. It is the Saints. Man, come the on. The 49ers are coming in at third. Yeah, well, I hold did on. it! So it's interesting. The 49ers beat the Rams 20-7. to Is it that interesting? But the Rams beat the Saints right. 27-9. to But that was because of a bad call. If no. that touchdown is allowed, that's a different game, homie. They returned a fumble for a touchdown. It got called back. Yeah, but Drew Brees' thumb exploded that game, too. That's a good point. Number four, the Niners again. Gonna, Seattle. It's they're, Seattle. They're going to stick with the Chiefs. No, it's it Seattle. It is the Seattle Seahawks come in at four. Skin, you're now the football guy. It's good, Ben. Good to be the football guy. KT, you said the Chiefs. They're not even five. Oh. You've really lost your fastball there at you six. You like Andy Reid? I'm going to say the Chiefs are at six. That's right. And they're not at five. Who's they at five? The Packers wow. at five. I think yes. the Packers are at five. Can, can I answer? You already got it wrong. Skin, you are the football guy. You're correct. KT, you were wrong. So I nailed it. I said the Niners, Seattle, and then the Packers, and then the Chiefs, because I'm the football guy. And I had the Patriots at number one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can have it, man. Give it to me. Problem is... Mavs opening day is a week from today. I got the basketball, bro. (laughs) Four out of those six teams are in the (laughs) NFC. That could be problematic for the Cowboys. Can't wait to see KT on Fox Sports Southwest. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and shock the world. Do it. Because I think after the Chiefs, I think it's another NFC team. Oh. Oh. You do? I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Who do you like think's you at number seven? No, you know what? I, I, I think it's an AFC team. You game. know what? I think it's probably a good, good path to go down. I'm going to say it's either <laughs> Houston or Buffalo. <laughs> Either, <laughs> I think I think seven and eight is Houston and Buffalo. You got it right. Wow. Houston is seven. Buffalo is eight. In yeah. your face, KT. Oh, it's going everywhere okay. right now. Does anyone believe in the Bills besides nah. ESPN? I think you have to be able to score a touchdown this year in order in order to get in the top ten. Their that wins, wasn't even their weakness. Their biggest weakness was turnovers. Their wins were the Jets, the Giants, the Bengals. Suck, suck, suck. Lost to the Patriots Sir. <laughs> and beat the Titans. So, remember the Titans. And got the Dolphins yeah. this week. So Eagles, Bills in two weeks, then maybe we have a better feel. Yeah. I mean, that's the benefit of it. used to be the Jets were always mad because they weren't able to play themselves twice a year in their own division. But they're doing the best they can by feasting on the Finns. Yeah. And uh, who was the other crap team in that division? The other team. Guys, that brings us to number nine in the power rankings. Who you got? I'm going to go. I think it's going to be Minnesota, dude. Oh, you're going to do Minnesota? I'm going to do Minnesota. It's not going to be the Eagles. Is it? Are they going to give the Rams a little bit of you know slack what? and the keep prob- them in the mix? It probably. You're right. I think they're going to have the Rams over Minnesota. No, they're not. Minnesota's going to be over the Rams. Wow. Uh, guys, I'm here to tell you. 
that it is the Baltimore Ravens. I told you, dumbass. At number nine, with the Minnesota Vikings coming in at 10. Yep. The Rams at 11. Told you guys. Okay. It's good to be king, boys. Weird one on the Ravens, considering they just skated by the Bengals and the Steelers in back-to-back weeks. Throw out the record books for that game. He's right. Well, I mean, have a have an impressive victory if you want to be a top-10 oh! team in the power rankings, is all I'm saying. Oh. Like, for, for everyone that's given the Cowboys crap for playing a tough cupcake schedule the first three weeks, mm-hmm. at least they dominated all three of those games. Yeah, man. Yeah. Here's the deal. True. We do this every week, and once we get start getting down to seven, we go, my God, the – NFL is so winnable this year. Yeah, it, it really is. It's so winnable. It really is. Can you just not suck? It's so winnable. Go win it. Guys, that brings us to number 12. Inspiring. Vikings. Already they're 11. Moron. Lions. Uh, Vikings were 10. They're 10. Rams were 11. Yep. <laughs> Eagles. Eagles are 14. Ooh. The Cowboys are Lions not- are 17. Uh, Cowboys? Lions. 11? Cowboys are probably falling like 18 or 19 now. Who's guessing Cowboys and who's not? I'm, I'm guessing Cowboys. For which, for which number? 11. Uh, for 12. 12. I'm not going to guess the Cowboys. All right. Cowboys for 12. You're guessing Cowboys 12? What a homer. Wow. Seriously? Yep. Are you serious? Yep. You're right, KT. You're back oh! to being the football guy in your face, skin. I just didn't want to be a homer like Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> this Cowboys. is the finest talk show host <laughs> in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. That's a lot of good stuff there. Hey, KT. KT. Hi, KT. KT, say something funny. I want to hear Cataldi laugh. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. Cowboys at number 12 says um, (laughs) their uh, weakest link is the lack of takeaways. Cowboys have had just five takeaways on the season, two interceptions, three fumbles. And uh, they just don't poke the ball away. The last time the uh, Cowboys defensive back had more than four interceptions was in 2000, actually 2010. So their weakest link in the last decade has been lack of turnovers. But let's hurry up and keep running Marinelli out there. (laughs) What a legend. Hey, 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 sorry. sorry, Dude. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That is disrespectful. He is a legend, but good God, get a turnover. I'm ready for Nussmeyer to get in the crosshairs. If you want turnovers, you put Jordan Lewis back out there. I'll say that much. Have some reason quarterbacks like throwing him the ball. So, mm-hmm. you know what? Get Joe Thomas back out on that field more. I thought Joe Thomas could have tried a little harder on the onside kick the other day. <laughs> wait, him and Justin hold on. They all quit on that. that was they, the, why did they give up? I was like, wait, the, the ball's been bouncing around on the field for five seconds. Is someone going to make an effort here? They could have fired Garrett. It. Yeah, it's yeah. the one. And it was a freaking receiver that couldn't hang on to it. Yeah, Garrett could have coached better on that. God, he sucks. Demarius Thomas <laughs> dropped it, and the ball's laying there, and I'm like, surely someone's about to fall on it. Never and then quit, guys. It's like it was, everything slowed down so much. As you see Demarius Thomas's long arm just reach out and extend and grab it real quickly. He so dribbled s- the football. He did. It's amazing. That was real disappointing, that was, man. That sucks, man. So, I'm mad. The Carolina Panthers, the Carolina Claws at 13. Uh, And then you got Philly at 14. So the Cowboys are two spots higher than Philly. It says Philly's weakness is pass defense. Yeah. The question is, will Dak even have enough time to get a pass off? More like ass defense, you know Ah! what I'm saying? (laughs) Cataldi? What's the mood in Dallas? They're (laughs) going to blitz about 80% of the time. 
what is the choice, right? Uh. <laughs> Cow- the Cowboys' offensive line is compromised. Their Su- defensive backs suck. They're going to send everybody and just hope that Dak just does short little dink and dunk. Suicide blitz, baby. Cover zero. Yeah, I love the suicide blitz from the uh, arcade game NFL blitz. You just oh, rush yeah. them all. That's so, guys, <laughs> let's go back to the backside of the power rankings. He said backside. He did. Miami Dolphins are 32. I dispute that. Washington Redskins are 31. Bengals 30th. Falcons 29th. <laughs> Hold on. I would think the so Jets Washington are the- has a game has a game that they won and and the Bengals haven't won a game yet, but they're still ahead of Washington. Yeah. Well, they only beat the Dolphins by one point because the Dolphins went for two. <laughs> and guys, good news. Sam Darnold, Offensive Player of the Week, second consecutive week that it's been in a Cowboys opponent has gotten Player of the Week, right? Yep, we did it. And uh, <laughs> no, not, you don't brag the about Jets oh. have moved up from 30th all the way to 28th. All right. Wow. Can I say a name for you guys <laughs> you that you're gonna for? you're gonna want to remember? Nah. Helps our strength of schedule. I want you guys to rem- remember the name. <laughs> it's going to sound funny because it's two first names. I want you guys to remember the name Teddy Monica. Teddy Monica could be the guy that ruined the Dallas Cowboys 2019 season. I don't know what that means. He is the guy who invented and created the armor that Sam Darnold wore oh. to get back on the field for the Cowboys game. He, he- wasn't ready to play, but they... He invented this protection. He's the Under Armour guy? No, it's a, he works for X-Tech Protective, is what it's called. What? But he created the insulating device that stopped Darnold from getting like his spleen exploding and allowing him to play. If Teddy Monica had any other interest in life, maybe a, a different break happens in fourth grade and he's interested in... And uh, maybe not science. Maybe he's more into like uh, you know finances, mm, butterfly you know, effect, little things that could have happened. But because Teddy Monica is on this earth yeah. and decided to invent this device, and Sam Darnold wore it, he plays because the Cowboys win that game. Financing. So Teddy Monica, <laughs> you're you're the X factor and problem number one of the Cowboys Finance, 2019 uh, financing. season. Awesome work. Good job, Teddy Monica. Oh, work there. Thank, you. Thank you, Kevin. It feels like we haven't had him yeah, in a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right, coming up next, napping. the G-Bag Nation joins us. We'll find out what's on their show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.